0: Let's go and begin the word. Open up your Bibles to Philippians chapter 4. Open up your Bibles. Yes. Philippians chapter 4. Let's be excited about the word. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. Philippians chapter 4. If you could put verse 13 on the screen, New King James version, please. We we have a New King now in England. Amen. Too soon? (laughs) Read this with me. Ready and begin. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Read it again, ready and begin. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Tell your neighbor that. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I wanna talk about the blessing of of, uh, being saved. When you are saved, all your limit, all the limits that were on your life are are forever off. You know, the limits of of what your life can become, the limits of what God can do, um, all of it is, is off. You could do all things through Christ who strengthens you. I thank God for salvation when, when a person that comes into this place and hears the word of God and surrenders their life to Jesus, whatever was, was destroying them, the curse is broken off of their life. Whatever was, was, was keeping them back, that is forever, that's forever uh, removed because of the anointing of heaven. They're given life and eternal life, so it doesn't matter how deep or how broken or or how much struggle you had in the past, because of Christ, because of the anointed one of heaven, that's what Christ means, the anointed one of heaven, you can now do all things through Christ who strengthens you, amen? And that means everything, the things that you could not break free from, the anointing will bring you freedom. Christ means the anointed one from heaven. Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God. The one that was anointed from heaven to bring salvation to the world, amen. That same anointing that was upon Jesus is the same anointing that's available available for you and for me. So that we could do all things, amen. Say it one more time, I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And it's because of the anointing it's not because of my gifts my talents my abilities it's because of the anointing it's because of the power of god operating in my life and through my life i could do it amen hallelujah amen there there, there's a story in the word of god about moses how many remember the story of moses moses was there was, a, there was an edict that was sent out to, dis, to kill the babies because, because all the Hebrew slaves were, were overpopulating. They were becoming greater than the Egyptians, their slave, the, 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 the ones that kept them in slavery. And so Moses' mother and their family decided they were going to try to save them. They put them in the water in a little, a little boat made of uh, hay and and. Pharaoh's, I believe his daughter saw the baby crying and and she drew him out of the water and she adopted him and raised him. Here, Moses, he grows up in Pharaoh's court, and he decides that he's gonna go and visit his his people, and he sees the condition of their slavery. And something in him stirred; anger began to stir up, and he saw one of the slave masters beating one of the slaves. And when no one was looking that he thought he, tried, he, he killed that slave, uh, that slave master. Others had saw him do it. A rumor began to spread around. Moses ran away from Egypt because he knew that if Pharaoh heard, he would be killed but he didn't realize that God all along had a purpose for his life. That God had a destiny for him. That he was gonna be the one to bring deliverance and freedom from the, from the Hebrew, for the Hebrew people. That he was gonna be used by God to bring them out of Egypt and bring them into God's promised land. That was the call. And it wasn't until he got older in life, it wasn't until he grew up in life He was just a shepherd living his life. He thought, you know, maybe I could deliver these people by killing the slave master and he ran away because he he got found out. But when he was living his life away from purpose, away from destiny, he saw a burning bush and he heard the voice of God and God began to call him into his purpose and his destiny. God began to speak to him and said, you're the one that's going to lead them out. You're going to take them to land flowing with milk and honey. You have to understand, he did not, Moses did not have the strength to do what he felt led by God to do when he was young. But God strengthened him over and over, miracle after miracle, word after word, when the plagues came and the and, and the locusts and the and the hand of God moving on behalf of, of Moses and the Hebrew people to set the to set them free from the the chains of the Egyptians, God strengthened him. Amen. See, I think we have a we have to change our mind on some things. We think that strengthening is just for the moment. Many times we, co- we confess this scripture, I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me because we face an obstacle in the moment. But you have to understand, God has set a destiny for every one of you. There is a plan and purpose to your life. You are not worthless. You are bought by the price of the blood of Jesus. God has a great and powerful plan that he's gonna use you to impact others and to change the world and change the course of history for people. You're gonna help people come to Christ. You're gonna help the gospel to go forth. You're gonna help populate heaven and empty out hell. God's going to use you to break the chains of the devil off of the lives of the people. So God is working this work in your life. He's doing a good thing in your life. He began something great, and he's going to see it all the way through. But day after day, situation after situation, obstacle after obstacles, just like a, just like metal that's being forged in the fire or gold that's being forged in the fire. You're going to go through situation after situation, and every single time, you're going to trust God. You're going to walk with God. God's going to shape you and mold you and so that you can stand in that purpose so you can stand in that destiny so that you can be who God called you to be you don't just get there there is a process there's a strengthening upon strengthening upon strengthening so that you can get there so when the word of God says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me it's not just something that happened yesterday it's something that I've been living and walking out day after day See, Moses, he knew what he was called to do, even though he didn't know in his mind exactly how it was going to happen. He knew that I cannot live to see my people under this bondage. And he did it in his own strength, and it didn't work. But when he allowed Christ to strengthen him, they came out. Not only did they come out, they came out with all the wealth of Egypt and the Bible says that there was nothing missing, nothing broken. That everyone that had any type of sickness, they they walked out. Those that could not walk, they began to walk again. Those that didn't have legs, they began to have legs again. Amen. God's powerful. Amen. Amen. Are you with me today? Hallelujah. Say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Go to Judges chapter 13. We're gonna pray for you in just a little bit. Amen, hallelujah. Judges chapter 13. Here, the Lord is speaking to a woman and he tells you this in verse five. You will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and his hair must never be cut, for he will be dedicated to God as a Nazarite. From birth, he will begin to rescue Israel from the Philistines. This was Samson. He was raised up by God to be a judge over the people for 20 years. He he served as a judge. And because he had this covenant with God, as long as he had hair, as he didn't cut his hair, he would receive strength upon him to defeat his enemies. If you would have looked at Samson, you wouldn't see like the Incredible Hulk. I know we see cartoons and some uh, Christian illustrations, and we think Samson is a, man, this must have been like Mr. Olympus. But he was a normal man, looked like everybody else, but he had supernatural strength. The Bible says that the the Spirit of God will come upon him, and he will receive strength to defeat his enemies. First time he saw it, a lion attacked him. The Holy Ghost came upon him, he received strength, and he tore that lying apart like if it was paper. He began to see the power that he had because he had a covenant with God, then the covenant, the recognition of the covenant that he had with God was his long hair. I think I want long hair, what do you think i I'm
1: doing
0: the beard. And so now he got this strength. He recognizes his strength and he sees, man, I got this, this supernatural strength. You know, he starts finding himself in battles and just he would get angry and he would just start killing and destroying. But it was always the enemies, the Philistines that were oppressing the people. That's who God, he says, you're going, the promise that God gave was that he is going to begin the deliverance of the people. And Samson was enticed by, by the Philistines, the, the oppressors of the people. He found himself, you know, chasing after their women. And all that they wanted to know was the secret to his power. They didn't look at him and said, oh, he got these, these muscles that no one else has. They didn't look at him and say, oh, he's stronger than everybody else because of his his always lifting weights. No. There's something that gives him power so he could defeat anything that comes against him. And because Samson allowed the the, the vision and allowed the enticing of Delilah, he surrendered the secret. They cut off his hair. She cut off his hair in the middle of the night, tied him up. The Philistines came. They pulled out his eyes, they blinded him, and made him a slave. When he tried to fight with the power, the power wasn't there because he lost the covenant he lost the covenant so now he's just a slave once had purpose once had had an anointing once had once was fulfilling the plan of God but now he's just a slave because he was using that power not to serve God he's using that power to just chase whatever he saw in his eyes whatever he desired from his eyes whatever he lust after go with me to uh, chapter 16 judges chapter 16 because he lost the hair, he lost the, the strength. He lost the Holy Ghost empowering him. In Judges chapter 16, verse 22, it says, However, the hair on his head began to grow again. And it, after it had been sha- shaven, In Isaiah 40, verse 31, it says, But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Samson's hair began to grow. Even though they thought they took his strength, they didn't recognize that God had a way of renewing his strength. The hair began to grow again. When the hair began to grow again, the covenant was restored. Samson was placed between two pillars while there was this great festival, this great party taking place. And he cried out to God and he said, God, one more time. And the Bible says that the anointing of God came upon him, the spirit of God came upon him, and the Lord restored his strength that at the moment... He pushed on those pillars. Those pillars caused the entire building to come down and the word of God says that he killed more in that one day than he did in that entire lifetime of the Philistines, that were the oppressors of the Hebrew people. You could do all things through Christ who strengthens you, amen? Say, I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I share this with you because I, I, I see testimonies taking place. And I, I love that I've been pastoring for so long because I see many people that when they began to come, how broken they were and how hurt they were, but then God began to heal them and God began to... to restored them. They came in with broken marriages and how the Lord restored their marriages. They came in with all sorts of addictions and how God set them free. But it wasn't just this one thing that took place. It was many things. It might have started off with the deliverance or the restored marriage and then God began to bless the family and God began to bless them financially. God began to bless their health. God began to bless their wealth. And next thing you know, they're preaching the gospel. They're being used by God. That even though their friends that knew them before Christ, they say, that's not the same man that's not the same family that's not the same woman because they see the hand of god that's upon their life what they could not do in their own strength god began to strengthen them to be able to do when they could not build a family now god god has strengthened them that they're able to have many children we have several families here that they they just those few families they make up 95 percent of the church just with their children Amen. And I, as I'm saying this, I see people saying, that's you, that's you, that's you. Because you all know the stories. Because we're, not, we're a family. We see how God has blessed that person. Some of you remember the day they walked in and how you showed them love. And ever since then, God has been growing you guys in, in, in friendship and you've seen the blessing of God from one, one day after the next day after the next day. The Lord blesses progressively. Some people think I'm going to come to the Lord. Everything's going to be good. I'm going to be perfect. Let me say a prayer. Yes, I got the prayer. Now everything's perfect. But there needs to be a transformation by the renewing of your mind. Through the word of God, there needs to be a renewing of of the mind, a growth in the spirit. Amen. And thank God for the progression that you've had. Thank God for the changes that you have. But I'm here to tell you, like this prophetic word that my father would speak, speak it gets gooder and gooder. He's going to strengthen you from strength to strength, from glory to glory. And where you are at, thank God where you're at. Thank, some of you forgot how far God has brought you. Some of you have forgotten how you cried out to the Lord in your time of need, and God heard you and began to do a work in your life. And another obstacle might rise up, and it allows you, and and the enemy's really good at causing you to look at that obstacle and say, man, I'm going to give up. Why do I have to go through this? Don't you see how great God is taking you, how how far God is taking you? Why would you give up? He's taking you from strength to strength, from glory to glory, so that everything that was impossible for you to do, you can now do it because he's strengthened you. My, 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 I was, I was talking about Pastor Rene Letty. Pastor Rene, when he came, he was, he was an alcoholic. He drank 3,000 beers a day. He drank as much as he could drink every day. And he would come to the altar and he would pray. We'd pray for salvation. He'd get saved. And we pray for deliverance. And, and then, you know, a couple of weeks go by and, and it seemed like nothing was happening, but the Lord day by day was taking him. The Lord set him free, how many years has it been? 14 years. The Lord set him free 14 years ago from alcoholism. I saw a picture, I saw a picture of him just like five years ago. You, you, you were a third of what you were. <laughs> he was unhealthy, could not have children, they couldn't have children. The Lord blessed them with as many kids they want. They got three now. They couldn't graduate, he couldn't graduate from, no one in his family has ever graduated university, he graduated from university. A business that he walked away from because he could not make it prosperous uh, in his own strength, when he came back to the Lord, now it's a prosperous business, hallelujah. (laughs) I can now do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's his testimony, that's you guys' testimony, amen. Hallelujah. When I think about other people in the congregation, where, where's Isaac? Isaac, where are you at? Are you here today, Isaac? Hallelujah. Even if he stood up, I probably wouldn't see him because he's short. <laughs> <laughs> but Isaac, I mean, he grew up in the church. He learned to play the keyboards on his own. Started serving God as a young age. The Lord provided him with a a beautiful wife. They have 30,000 kids now. (laughs) He has a business. He's going to to school to improve in his skills. And you know, thinking about the schedule, he went to Bible school. You think about the schedule and you're like, there's no time, there's no time, there's not time. But he didn't allow that to stop him. I can do all things through Christ who has strengthened me. That's gonna be your testimony. That's your prophetic word. I don't know where you are at, but I can tell you this, if you will let God take care, take, take you and, and, and use you, that will be your testimony that you have done all things through Christ who has strengthened you. I look at, at the ministry and the way we began with all sorts of problems, but God was faithful, he gave me vision. I began to speak about an army of love that will rise up and minister to people all over this this community. I began to declare that this valley belongs to the Lord and that salvation shall come into this valley. I began to talk about how we will minister to one another in love, being led by the Holy Ghost that the fruits of the Spirit will flow from our lives, that people will be ministered and there'll be signs and wonders and miracles that will take place, and people will know that God is not dead, but He's a living Savior. I began to declare that. When there was nobody here, I would pray and preach that. Amen. And now I'm here. I can tell you, the Lord has been strengthening and strengthening and strengthening us so that we could get here. And he's not done. Amen. Tell your neighbor, he's not done. I'm telling you, those walls are going to come down in Jesus' name because there's going to be need because the overflow of people that God's going to bring into this house. He's not done. He's not done working in your life. He's not done working in our life. He's not done using us for the glory of God. How do I know he's not done? I'm still breathing. There's still work that needs to be done for the Lord. There's still a job that needs to be done so that the glory of God can reign in this Rio Grande Valley and that the nations can be shaken by the power of God through this church. Amen? Amen, do you believe that? Say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So, it doesn't matter where you are at, what you're going through, it doesn't matter the situation you're dealing with. The anointing of heaven will come upon you. God will renew your strength, and you will be able to do all things. I'm not, not something, all things through Christ who strengthens you. I believe that. I believe that. I see people, even in their old age, beginning new businesses and prospering like they never prospered before. God could do in one month what you couldn't do in a whole lifetime. God can do it. He can do it. Amen. I want to give you four keys to receive strength from Christ. Four keys to receive strength from Christ. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 4 through 7, I'm going to read it to you. But God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. Tell your neighbor, I've been made alive with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. The first key is you need to have a heavenly vision. You should write that down. You need to have a heavenly vision. If your life is only about a vision of man, I want to get this, I want to get that, I want to be this, but it was it's not I want to I want to be what God wants me to be. I want to serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I'm thankful that I've been bought with the price of the blood of Jesus so that God can use me to serve him here in this world. Hallelujah. If you don't have a heavenly vision, the enemy can can destroy things off your life. Because God cannot bless what He did not intend for you to step into. Amen. But when you are following the Lord, you could rest and you could trust in Him that God, the, the one who, who began a good work, is faithful to complete it. Amen. You have to have a heavenly vision, amen. What are you doing for eternity? What are you doing for the Lord? How are you serving God? What is God's plan for your life? These things need to be answered and I can't answer it for you. You have to answer yourself. You must say, how do I know? Go for a walk. Ask the Lord, the Bible says if anyone needs wisdom, let him ask of the, of the Holy Ghost and he will give it to you. Ask the Lord to speak to you about it, amen. Go with me to Jeremiah 29. Verse 11. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Say, God's going to give me a future and a hope. The second key is you have to live with Purpose. You have to live with purpose. This is what I'm doing. This is, I know I'm called to do a work for the Lord. I know I'm saved. I know my name is written in heaven. I know I'm a child of God. But then God gives you a purpose. I'm doing this because the Lord has told me to do this for him. I can't leave this church. Why? Because God has called me here. If I were to leave this church, I, I'm telling you, if I were to leave this church before God tells me to do something else, I would get sick. I would lose my joy, I would lose my peace, my family would not be blessed. I am here because God called me here. This is the mission that God has me on, to raise up a mighty church in the Rio Grande Valley. Amen. That's the same thing with you. God is putting purpose and mission in your life, amen. So that's the second key is you have to have, you have to live with purpose. You're living for God, amen. Amen. Hebrews 10, verse 23, we find the third key. It says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. The third key, the third key to receiving strength from Christ is you have to have faith in God. Your trust, your confidence, it has to be in God. Complete trust and confidence in God that he will do what he said he will do. There are many times when I've been sent to nations, when, when I first went to India, you all know the story, but I was there separated, nobody spoke English, I had no resources, I had no way of even asking people for help because no one spoke English and I found myself there and I'm thinking, what am I doing here? I tried to escape but God would not allow me to escape. But when I saw what he had planned for me, I I found myself preaching to thousands of people, leading them to Christ, and every night I began to thank God that I was there. Thank God that he sent me there, amen? My faith had to be in the Lord, not in what I was comfortable with, amen? Is your faith in God? Is your faith in God? Uh, there are people here that you desire to have a house. You desire, you, you, you have never been able to provide a family, your family a house, the house that you guys desire. And you're not just going to get there, God is going to strengthen you to get there. Amen. You have to put your faith in God. Amen. Did you hear me? That's a prophetic word. You should grab a hold of it and say, Thank you, Lord. You're strengthening me so that we will live in the house of our desire. Amen. Can I hear a better amen. amen? And then the fourth key, and this is very important. Look at your neighbor and say, this one is very important. All four keys are very important, but this one is very, very important. In Jude chapter 1, verse 20, it says, But you, beloved, building yourself up in your most holy faith, Praying in the Holy Spirit. The fourth is to be filled with the Spirit and pray in the Holy Ghost. Amen. You didn't come to Faith is God Church to hear from Pastor Kevin. If you did, you'd be disappointed. If it was just me, you'd be hearing all that, that the Texas Longhorns did right and Alabama did wrong. But you came to hear from the Holy Ghost. You need the Holy Ghost. You need the Holy Ghost. I'm not talking about little sprinkling. I'm not talking about the little touch. You need the Holy Ghost. This world is being separated. There are people that are reaching out for spiritual help, and they're going to curanderas. They're going to the witch doctors. They're going to psychics. They're chasing after other religions, looking for God. But there are, there, you need to be the people of God that know their God so that great exploits can take place from your life, so that they can find an answer from the Holy Ghost through your life. They didn't come to Jesus because they thought he looked good. They didn't come to Jesus just because of what he he, he spoke about. They came to Jesus seeking healing and deliverance and freedom. And if you're going to be used by God, you need the anointing of the Holy Ghost. There's going to be obstacles that are going to come to destroy you. The Bible says the enemy comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I come to give you life and life in abundance. That That life comes from the Holy Ghost power. The Bible says, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. And as long as you keep yourself separate and say, Well, I like the things about God. I think it's good. It's good, it's good to know about Jesus. But this thing's about the Holy Ghost. Listen, there's no separation between the Holy Ghost and Jesus. The three in one. Thank God for salvation. But are you still breathing? Are you are you still alive? You better go get power, because you're going to need it. The stuff that we face today is beyond what anything, any of our fathers ever imagined we would face. But thank God for Holy Ghost power, that even in the lies of the enemy, even the lies and the temptations of this world, we have the greater one that is with us. And Jesus said, He'll never leave us nor forsake us. You could be walking in a room and the Holy Ghost will speak to you and say, Leave this place. And you walk out of this place and you recognize that He delivered you from something. You need Holy Ghost power. Everybody say, Holy Ghost power. Let me just tell you something about, about the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost power. Speaking in tongues is, a, is, is from your heart to God's heart. You should desire to pray in tongues. It's the perfect prayer. The Bible says when I pray in tongues, I'm edifying myself. I can lay hands on you and pray in tongues, but I'm not edifying you, I'm edifying myself. Well, what are you saying? It's not for you to know. Well, why can't I know? Because I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to God, he knows. Amen, amen. And so when I begin to pray in tongues, I'm stirring myself up. I'm edifying myself. Hallelujah. And then next thing you know, God begins to speak back to me the things that he desires for me to know. I get clarity of thought, clarity of heart. I I, I receive purpose and destiny. God begins to show me my next steps. And then I step out knowing that God is in control. You might know, say, how do you know? Because I feel his presence all over me. I felt his power upon me. I got this peace that goes beyond all, beyond all understanding. Do you have the answer? I don't have all the answers, but I have the answer, the Holy Ghost. And that's all you need. That's all you need. When you stand in the power of the Holy Ghost, whatever's needed will be provided. You'll see that supernatural resources, answers will come. Come. There'll be doors that will open. Because as much as you desire to serve the Lord, God is invested in the work. We don't, we don't work for God. We work with God together. And so I do what I can do, and he does what he does. Amen? And together, great things take place. Amen. See, I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me. In just a moment, we're going to pray for those, whether you never been baptized with the Holy Ghost, when I, when I put my hand upon you, I want you to receive it by faith. Everybody say, by faith. Again, by faith. Well, Pastor, I've never prayed in the Holy Ghost before. Begin to say, today I'm going to pray in the Holy Ghost. Tell your neighbor, today I'm going to pray in the Holy Ghost. But what if I sound weird? Welcome to the club. Amen, amen, Amen. hallelujah, hallelujah. Say today, I'm gonna pray in the Holy Ghost. I'm not talking about I'm talking about Your mouth is gonna go so fast, you're gonna be like, what am I saying? The Lord knows, amen. How many already received the Holy Ghost? Amen. And for those that have already been filled with the Holy Ghost and have the ability to speak a tongue, say today, today I, will I will receive fresh infilling, fresh infilling of, the of the Holy Ghost. The Bible says, be filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. There's one baptism, but there's many fillings. Amen. Hallelujah. Just even before service, I was just praying in tongues. What are you doing? I'm stirring myself up. I'm stirring myself up. I'm being filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hallelujah. You're going to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hallelujah. But pastor, what if I feel weird? Hey, that's just deliverance. You have some guys that need to to go. There's some things that might be upon your life that you didn't even know. Covenants, unholy things things that are from the devil, that have been attacking and destroying your life, when I lay my hands upon you, those devils are gonna go in Jesus' name. Even me talking, even the whole service, when you came in, you're feeling uneasy. Why? Because there's power in this place. And those devils, they don't wanna go. They wanna stay. They've They've been having their way in your children. They've been having their way in your life. They've been causing addictions. They've been causing problems. They've been causing dissension. You need freedom in the name of Jesus. You're not going to find it through a pill. You're not going to find it through a talking. You need the power of the Holy Ghost to set you free. But not just be free. Be filled. Amen. If you weren't expecting that, you should have gone to that other church that doesn't believe in the power of the Holy Ghost, that believed that Jesus, when, when when he rose from the dead, he took all of his gifts with him. But he said, greater things you will do for I go to my Father. You're not called just to to be touched by the Holy Ghost. You're called to do the work of the ministry. Every single person that has received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, a great price was paid for you to come into the kingdom of heaven. The Bible says that your name is written in heaven. And it's not just so that you could have a better job, but so that you could serve the Lord with power. Power. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, I I, I already see it in my spirit, man. Some of you might have walked in here with sickness. When I put my hand upon you, the Holy Ghost is going to come upon you. That sickness is going to go in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But pastor, how do I know it's really the Holy Ghost? How do I know it's not a devil I'm receiving? Jesus said, "If you here on earth fathers not to give good gifts, how much more does your heavenly Father will give you the Holy Ghost to those who ask him?" You're not going to get a serpent. You're going to get the Holy Ghost, amen. How many of y'all are ready to receive? Are you ready? Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Again, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm telling you, the, the, the anointing. Christ is going to strengthen you to be able to pray in the heavenly language, amen. And you will never be the same again in Jesus' name, amen. Stand up on your feet. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. There's my brother Isaac. Hallelujah. Sorry, brother, we're talking about you. It was all good, I promise you. It's on video. You can check. I love you. (laughs) Hallelujah. Close your eyes for a moment. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Step one is you must be born again. You must know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. This is the greatest gift that any person can receive the free gift of salvation through faith in God. God loved us so much that He sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross for our sins so that we can have a new life, a new beginning in Him. If you've never given your heart to God, today's your day of salvation. Today's the day of salvation. Amen. If you've never given your heart to God, today's the day of salvation. And I want to pray with you, my friends. With all eyes closed, when I count to three, if you want to give your life to Jesus Christ and pray with me the prayer of salvation, I want you to lift up your right hand when I count to three. And we'll pray. You'll be born again. Your sins will be forgiven. And you will have a new life in Christ Jesus. That's the promise of the Lord. If you have given your heart to God, but for some reason you have fallen away, and today you want to rededicate your life to God, this prayer is for you as well. When I count to three, lift up your right hand and we will pray together. Come back to your first love. God has never stopped loving you. The enemy is really good at trying to keep you back, keep you away, separated from relationship with the Lord. But it's not about what you have done. It's about what Jesus has done. Put your faith in him. He is your Lord. He is your Savior. He he makes a way for you. When I count to three, if that's you, you want to give your life to the Lord or rededicate your life to Jesus, lift up your right hand, and we'll pray together. This is your time. This is your moment. One, two, three. Lift it up wherever you're at. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you, my brother. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. God bless you. Anyone else? Anyone else? Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. I saw every hand that has gone up. I want to encourage everyone, lift up your hands to heaven. Let's pray with our brothers and sisters. They're coming home, amen. Repeat this prayer out loud with me. Lord Jesus, forgive me of all my sins. Come inside my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. I want to live for you. I thank you, Lord, for saving my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Teach me your ways. Use me for your glory. I believe that I'm a child of God. My sins have been forgiven. And I am saved. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Let's give God praise for all those that came to the Lord. Welcome to the family. He loves you so much. I want to encourage everyone that has given their life to the Lord, please, before you leave this church, come up to someone, one of the ushers or one of the ministers. We want to know you. We want to pray with you. We want to encourage you in the things of the Lord. You are family, amen. And we welcome you to Faith Pleases God Church. I would love to be your pastor. I would love to get to know you, go eat your food, make a message in your house. I mean, just visit you and spend time with you. But we grow together, amen. It's important that we stay together in Jesus' name, amen. We will grow and we will see the, the goodness of God, amen. Hallelujah. Welcome to the family. Let's give God praise again for those that give their life to the Lord. Amen. Tell your neighbor Jesus loves you. Amen. So, so we're family, right? Are we family? This is family? Are we family? Okay. So so this is just, you know, a time with the Lord at home, amen. And so what we're going to do is I would love to pray for everybody. I want you to receive an infilling. I want you to receive what God has, has put upon your heart, your desires, amen. But it's important that we pray. I will tell you something. This This one man came several years ago and he was trying to sell the church something and and I stopped by one of the pastor's office as the pastor was talking to him. And I began to talk about the things the Lord was doing in the church. And when I walked out of the office, the pastor looked at him and said, hey, can I pray for you? And the man said, yes. So he prayed for him. And as they were praying, the man just began to cry and cry and cry. When he said, amen, the man looked at the pastor and said, I'm 42 years old. And you're the very first person that has ever prayed for me. I don't know if people are praying for you or not. But I want you to receive this prayer with love. Receive the Holy Ghost with love. And I promise you it's not going to be the last time I'll pray for you or the other ministers will pray for you. Because we're a household of faith. We're going to cover you with prayer. If you tell us a problem, our response is going to be, I'm going to pray for you. And we're, we don't wait. I'll pray for you right then and there. Amen. Someone asked me, how long do you pray? I never stop praying. I'm talking to God all the time. Amen. We'll pray for one, one another. We'll encourage one another in the Holy Ghost. Amen. I believe that God is going to touch you deeply today. Amen. Help me receive a touch from heaven. Praise the Lord. And so we're going to help organize. I want to ask a couple of ushers just to stand here at the altar, if you could. Just a couple of ushers. Simon, stand right here, please. Amen. Stand right here in the front. And face the congregation. Stand right there in the front. Amen. And I want you guys to help me to organize them as we as we come. I want this section here. If you guys can, what, what I want you to do is just start from right here and just make your way all the way around. They're going to organize you all the way around the church, amen. And we're going to we're going to begin pray for you. So make your way out of your chair. Just go and make go and follow them. They'll they'll give you guidance. Those here in the center, go and make your way here. Let's let's put two rows here, please two rows here and those here if you can make your way towards the front and also to the side and just we're gonna spend the time in the, in the in the atmosphere of glory amen hallelujah hallelujah I want you to receive a, a, the Holy Ghost amen I want you to receive a touch from heaven be filled afresh amen you might be saying well pastor I don't know if I need prayer we all need prayer amen whatever you're believing God for let's let's use, let's use this time amen to receive from the Lord thank you Lord Jesus thank you Lord Jesus Hallelujah. And we'll just go all the way around the church. I'll make my way up, my way to you, amen. Hallelujah. Pastor Veronica, come over here. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Just pray in the Spirit of God if you're filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Be ready to receive. Be ready to receive. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just go and look at me right now. I'm going to pray one prayer, then I'm going to go and we're going to lay hands on everyone. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you. I thank you for this time with our family in Christ. I pray for your anointing to come upon every person within the sound of my voice, Lord. May they receive their healing. May they receive deliverance. May they receive a fresh impartation of your spirit. Baptize them with power, Father God. Make a, a, a change in their life, Father God, that they will never be the same again. Lord, release their heavenly language so that they know that they can pray in the Spirit, speaking directly to your heart. And I thank you, Father, for this time in your presence, Father God. May everyone receive what they came looking for in Jesus' mighty name. Receive a fresh impartation of your spirit in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Now, let's just worship the Lord as we pray. he just needs an invitation the moment you welcome he comes he comes quickly he comes quickly and so from this moment forward every time you invite the holy ghost to come into your house into your room and welcome his presence as you begin to speak to the lord and say lord Come, Holy Ghost, I want to be with you. You're going to enter into divine divine intimacy with the Holy Ghost. He's going to come and fill. You're going to sense his presence. But then spend time with him. If you invite him, spend time with him. Entertain the Holy Ghost and you will see that the Spirit of God will make himself known more and more in your life. Life is not meant to be lived outside of the presence of the Lord. We We were designed to be in the presence of the Lord. And all we have to do is call upon his name. The wonderful name of Jesus the wonderful name of Jesus. Simon, how are you? Hallelujah. You're doing a great job with security, brother. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I wish, I wish, I wish, I I wish I was a visiting minister so that we could have week-long meetings Revival's coming. That's my that's my that's where my focus, that's my heart, that's the, the call of God. That's everything is revival. Revival. And so we're going to enter some meetings very soon. Prepare yourself, amen. We'll never be the same again. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. My brother, come over here real quick. Y- yeah, you, brother. You What's your name? Come say hello to everybody. Where are you from? Edinburgh, Texas. Amen. And what's your name again? Rene Martinez. Rene Martinez. Yes. Now, now Rene, you've been watching online, or I yeah, estaba viendo por el YouTube. for more el YouTube ya por más de un año. Wow. Yeah, y ahí todavía anoche te estaba viendo y y sentí el, es, el espíritu, Holy, algo sentí. Y dice, mi hija vive conmigo, mi esposa. Mm-hmm. Estaba gritando, diciendo, porque te estaba alabando yo a Cristo y lo que estabas predicando me estaba llegando. Y lo sentí bien fuerte. Y yo le dije a mi hija, yo quiero ir, ya tengo más de un año. Y yo quería venir, yo quería venir. Porque me gustan las predicaciones, me gusta todas las predicaciones Me gusta, yo creo mucho en Cristo, en Dios. Yo sé que Él murió por nosotros.
1: Y se me hizo hoy, este domingo, venir.
0: Amen. Well, so your family now. Welcome. This is your house. This is your house, okay? You guys are welcome here. We love you, and we're so happy that you came. Amen. Welcome to the family. Praise the Lord. Amen. God bless you, my God. Hallelujah. Thank you. Praise God. Amen. God is good. The anointing is worth the drive. Amen. Hallelujah. Like I said, I wish I was a visiting minister so we could be having week-long meetings. Who is going to come to the revival when when we begin? I want you guys to be praying. I need you guys to be praying. We're not just going to start the revival. We're going to pray into the re- into revival. Pray. Ask the Lord to send revival to Harlingen and the Rio Grande Valley. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, I love you guys. Come on Wednesday night. We're going to have an amazing cell group. Amen. On Wednesday night. Sunday morning we'll be back. Amen. If anyone wants to, to pr- pray or talk, I'll be here at the altar. Thank you all for coming to church. Amen. God bless you all.